it's not really a Christmas message, but the, uh, the, the series that we have been in uh, started out that way. Uh, Luke chapter 2 and verse number 6. Luke 2 and verse number 6. Let's go ahead and stand together and we'll read these two verses. I'll read verse 6 and join me on verse number 7. We'll just read these two verses uh, tonight. Luke chapter 2 and verse 6. The Bible says, And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And here as we think about just the event of uh, the Lord's birth, and here he is being born, and, and because there was no room for them in the inn, now they're out and uh, they don't have a crib to put him in, they put him in a manger. Uh, and so uh, with that, uh, we started a series several weeks back about making room. And in our life, we have to make room for things. And sometimes we make room for things that should not be in our life, and then we find the consequences of that. Uh, but we also, for things that need to be in our life, we've got to be purposeful about making room for them uh, so we can have the things that uh, are valuable in our life. You know, the, the, the trivial things are the things that clamor for your time. But the things that are really important, oftentimes, they're the things that we don't give any time, give any time to. And we don't give the time to the most important things uh, in life. And so uh, we started that series, Make Room. Uh, and so we'll be continuing that tonight. This is part three. And Father, we do thank you for your goodness. Thank you for these that are here and now, Lord, as we open your word, I pray that the Spirit of God would have freedom to work in each and every one of our lives. Uh, grow us tonight. Help us uh, to see maybe some areas in our own personal life uh, that maybe uh, we have let go. And I pray that you would help us to uh, be purposeful and to make some room. And so I pray that you'd work now for Christ's sake. Amen. You can be seated. All right, so just by way of uh, of review, uh, first week we looked at making uh, making room, uh, making room for hope, and having the hope that uh, God makes available to us, the hope uh, that is available to us in Christ, and all that Christ has brought to us, uh, He has brought us hope uh, in life. And though our circumstances might sometimes be uh, a, a circumstance that is upside down or uh, overwhelming, uh, we are never left without hope. And so Christ gives us hope. He gives us hope for life. Uh, and with that, life is a gift from God. And that gift is from him. 
And we've got to make sure that we are, we are uh, praising him for that gift. And uh, when, if we come to a place where we are, uh, are doubting uh, that gift of life, and, uh, and there are people that struggle, even, especially in uh, the holiday seasons, uh, they struggle uh, mentally and uh, emotionally with different burdens, and people get overwhelmed. And uh, so uh, making sure that we, we have the proper view of life, God God gives us life, and and there is hope in that life, and uh, so we want to make sure that we don't uh, take that for granted, but hope for life, hope for eternity, salvation, uh, being saved. Uh, if you are saved, uh, you've accepted Christ as your personal Savior, uh, that gives us that hope of eternity. And and the word, a Bible word hope is not uh, I hope it's going to happen. It is the, uh, that, uh, that confidence in the fact that God is going to do what he, he has, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, what he has promised. And we can have confidence in that because uh, he is faithful. And so the hope that we have, it's not a, a maybe, hope so. It is a confidence that God is going to uh, give and do what he has said he will do. So hope for eternity, hope for our future. Our future, God has promised uh, so much and he has given us opportunities for the future and uh, he gives us a reason to get up. Uh, so we need to make sure that we're making room in our own life for hope. We need to, uh, the second week we looked at uh, making room for God to work in our life. Making room for God to work in our life and recognizing that God has a purpose for my existence. God has a purpose for you. And with that purpose, recognizing God as creator, and then as his uh, child, uh, realizing he has a purpose for it. Uh, And with that purpose, surrendering our will to his will and following his direction. But there's a purpose, uh, allowing God uh, to work in our life with the the purpose that he has for us, with the people he has put in our life. And God has blessed us with people, friends, family, uh, church family. What a blessing. And, and here we see that God brings people into our life. There are people that God brings into our life to be a blessing to us. There are people that God brings into our life for us to be a blessing to them for us to be able to help them. Uh, there, there are people for us to, uh, to encourage and help and strengthen uh, and, and to be a blessing to them. But then also God will also bring people into our life uh, as, a, as a way to grow us. Maybe as I talked about that sandpaper and sometimes uh, the the uh, the interactions they they take off some of the rough places in our life and help us to have uh, patience and uh, so we looked at several things that are purpose and people and praise and possibilities but tonight we're going to look at this passage and uh, this this uh, thought with the series making room but I want to look at making room for change making room for change. You know what? Nobody likes change. We we don't like change. We like 
what's comfortable. We like what we know. We don't like change, right, Miss Bethany? I can just see it right all over her face. It's like, oh no, I don't want to. I don't want to embrace this part. All right, but change. Uh, and, uh, but God, we've got to make room for change. And so that's what we're going to look at. Now, when the Lord interacts in the lives of people, he does not leave us how he found us. Isn't that true? And you look back, uh, for those that have been saved for a period of time, you can look back and you can see where you were at and you can see where you are right now. And God has worked in your life and he has brought changes into your life. Uh, God will not leave our mindset the same. He will change our, our view. He will change our worldview. Why? Because that's what, that's what God does. Uh, and he interacts and we meet with God. We come to an understanding of who God is. We accept him as our savior. And then as we grow and we learn about him, all of a sudden our mind, the Holy Spirit comes to dwell within the believer. And what does the Holy Spirit do? He, he will take truth and he will work truth in our life. Uh, everybody, uh, we don't all have truth. There is truth and there is error. There's no such thing as my truth, your truth. There is truth and there is error. Uh, And truth is exclusive. Truth is not inclusive. Truth is exclusive. Truth says this is the way it is. And then it excludes everything that is erroneous or or wrong. Uh, And people have no problem with that when it comes to math. Uh, We can say two plus two is five. uh, And uh, no matter what what you try to say to change that, Nobody's going to embrace that just because you think it is the case. Uh, Why? Because it's not true. And the same thing with God. What does he do? He will take a worldly mindset and he will give us a new mindset. Uh, And so uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, let's go there real quick. 2 Corinthians 5 uh, and verse number 17, a familiar verse, but I want you to see it in your Bible as you look at these because what we see is God does not leave us like he found us. And God is going, when he works in our life, he is going to bring about change. God spoke and it was so. All right, we go back to Genesis chapter number one and we have uh, the days of creation and every time God spoke, something happened. And so uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That word creature there literally means creation, a new creation, a new creature, a new creation. And when a person gets saved, they are a new creation. And and what happens there? God has gotten involved. And with that, then uh, there is a change. There's a change. Things that we thought before, we come into uh, the, the, under the truth of God's word, and what has to happen? There has to be a change. Uh, and with that, uh, God works. And if I am going to be what the Lord wants me to be, then I've got to make room for change in my life. I've got to make room for change. I've got to be open to be able to allow God to do something in my life. You know, when people come into the services and they 
are closed off. As in, they come in and they're, they're, their mind is not open, their attention is not open. They come in and you can, see, you can see it, you can sense it, but I can't change anybody. And you know what? I'm not trying to. Because that's not my job. My job is just to preach truth. It's everybody else's job to take and receive truth. When we look at the parable of the soils, what, what is that parable? Sometimes people will use that and say, well, was there fruit or was there no fruit? Uh, was the seed uh, fell on stony ground, it was plucked away, uh, so that, therefore uh, there was no salvation. And we can try to apply it to salvation, but that's not the, the meaning and the teaching of that parable. The teaching of that parable is, the responsiveness that we have, the soils of our heart to the seed of the word of God. You know what? Our heart can be hard to where we're not receptive. And it doesn't matter what what seed is sown. If our heart is hard, then we aren't going to be receptive to it and it will not bring about change. My job isn't to change anybody. My job is just to preach truth. And what happens happens with that truth, uh, what happens with the seeds that are sown, each of us are responsible for that in our life. But he makes us a new creature. He makes us a new uh, creation. Uh, So we've got to make room in our life for change. But we like what we're used to. We like what's comfortable, where we're comfortable with. So what are some things that we need to be uh, ready to make uh, room for change in our life? Uh, Make room, number one, to be used by God be used by God. Here we are, we're coming to the end of the, the year. 2023 is about over. Sunday is going to be the last day uh, of 2023. We will never have 2023 again. And so as we look at uh, look back over this last year, uh, and we look towards the future, uh, we, we need to make some change. We've got to make, make room for change so God has room to work in my life. I, I want to make room. Uh, we make excuses, oftentimes we can make excuses why we can't do something for God. What's that, what's that mean? It means I've got to make room. Now, we can't do everything, but we can do something. Every one of us can do something uh, for the Lord. And so, uh, but, but we'll make excuses why we can't. We'll say things like, well, pastor, I'm just not worthy to do that. Well, let's be honest. We're not worthy to do anything. I mean, when it comes for God's use, I'm not worthy for God to use me. But we can look through the Bible and what do we find? We find all kinds of people that weren't worthy that God used. That's pretty encouraging. We'll, we'll look at it and say, well, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not worthy to be able to do that. But he is worthy of us doing that. Amen? See, we get, get our focus on us and we won't make any room. 
But we get our focus on him, and then I can make room. Uh, we'll say that we're unworthy. We'll say that we're unqualified. We're unqualified. How many of you ever got a job doing something that you didn't know how to do? I got a job working at McDonald's. I had never worked around a fry vat. I had never worked a grill, a uh, griddle. Uh, we had, literally, we had a 10-foot grill. I had never been around a 10-foot grill in my life. Uh, I had not been around hot, hot vats. But you know what? Uh, I learned. And you know what we've got to do? We've got to make room. Uh, uh, the, we might be unqualified, but everybody starts somewhere. If we're willing to learn something for a dollar, shouldn't, be, shouldn't we be willing to learn something for the Lord? Don't get quiet. Amen. We should. We should be willing to learn something. Uh, something that we might not be qualified for. Uh, you know what? Mary was not qualified to bring forth the Christ child. She wasn't worthy. She was a sinner that needed to be saved by grace. And what do we find? We just find God uses people. But we've got to be willing to be used by God. We've got to make room to be used by God in our life. I think about Mary and Joseph. I think about these magi. Uh, what made those individual magi uh, so, uh, so well equipped to be able to accomplish this? Uh, God called them. Uh, and you think about uh, Joseph and Mary and the magi and the shepherds. I think about Moses. When God called Moses, Moses said, Lord, who am I? Who am I? He's, I? I'm not anybody. I, how am I going to go stand before Pharaoh? I, I, don't have, I, don't ha, I don't have a position. I don't have a title. I don't have uh, the wherewithal to stand before him. I don't have any right to stand before him. Uh, why should the children of Israel follow me? Uh, but he, he started to give excuses. But you know what God did? He just chipped away at his excuses. And, and we, we have to uh, make room to be used by God. Uh, think about uh, uh, David. Uh, here he was. He wasn't worthy to be king, yet God chose him. Here he was taking care of sheep, and God has Samuel anoint him to be the next king. Uh, pretty amazing how God works. Uh, but he, he, had to, he had to allow. He had to follow through with it. I uh, think about Elisha. Elisha was out there plowing fields. I mean, uh, go, going through and being a farmer uh, and plowing fields had nothing to do with uh, being a prophet. But God called him to do that, and he was willing. Uh, what was there? There was a change. That's a pretty major change. I mean, here he is out there literally plowing the fields, uh, and, and Elijah shows up and throws his mantle on him, uh, and he's like, what, what do you want now? And God ended up calling him uh, to be one of the next prophets, and so he ended up following him. I think about Peter. And here you have the fishermen. You look at the, you look at the disciples uh, and the people that the Lord called to serve him. Uh, they were nobody special. He didn't go to the seminary to find the, the individuals that were going to be the next spiritual leaders. 
And these individuals were just people that were willing to make room for God. They were willing to change their direction so God could lead them. And so uh, Peter, James, John, Andrew, think about Matthew. He was a publican. He was a tax collector. Now he's in the ministry. Well, now he's in heaven, but all right. And so you look at these, you think about Paul. He was the persecutor of the church, uh, yet uh, the, the Lord called him to be a missionary. Uh, that, that persecutor of the church was not equipped uh, to be that missionary or a soul winner or a church builder or a discipler or a mentor, yet God worked in his life and he allowed God to make room, he made room for God to work and to cha- change him, excuse me. So to make room for change, uh, we need to make room uh, to be used by God in our life. If we're going to be used by the Lord, he's not going to leave us in our comfort zone. He didn't leave any of these people that he was calling to do a job. He didn't leave them in their strength. He called them to do something different. And he called them to change. There was a change that was going to take place. Uh, and, and he doesn't always leave us uh, in an area that we're comfortable with. Uh, Brother Rick and I were talking uh, before service tonight uh, in, about jail ministry. Uh, you know what? Uh, we're, we need some more people getting in, involved in the jail ministry. But, but the reality is people say, well, pastor, I'm just, I'm just, that's just not an area that I feel comfortable in. You know what? And it might not be an area that God is leading you into, but it might be. Maybe it's not only in jail ministry. Maybe it's in bus ministry. Maybe it's in uh, being uh, working at the care home or a children's Sunday school class or junior church or ushering or, uh, or met music ministry or uh, food bank. And uh, there's so many different opportunities that we have. But what ha- has to happen is God's people have to say, okay, Lord, what is it you want me to do? And make room for that change. And then as he leads us, uh, that we would be able to follow. So making room uh, for him to work in our life. So make room uh, to be used. Number two, make room for growth. Make room for growth. Are we making any room for growth in our own personal life? Growth doesn't happen accidentally. It happens on purpose. So, what, what kind of growth? Well, spiritual growth. Spiritual growth. Make, making room in my life, carving space out in my life for me to grow. Now, the Lord wants a relationship with, with us. And that relationship is going to, it's going to take, it's going to take for us to carve out some time for that to be a reality. So, so we've got to make room for spiritual growth. You've done that. You're here at church tonight. Uh, that's a way that we can grow spiritually. Uh, so our knowledge of God. Uh, how are we growing in our faith? What are we doing in our life uh, to, to grow in our faith? The knowledge of God. Is there room in our life for growth? Maybe, maybe our schedule, we have packed it so full with 
with things that we don't have any room for growth uh, in our own spiritual life. And so we've got to look at our schedules. Have we filled our time uh, with things that don't include growth? But uh, we need to be growing spiritually. We need to be reading our Bible. We need to be spending time with the Lord in prayer. We need to be growing as a believer, uh, investing in our spiritual growth. Uh, So uh, make room for growth, uh, spiritual growth. Make room for mental well-being. Now, notice here, I didn't start with that. The world does everything backwards. You put God first, and you will be in a better position to see where you are at mentally. Just because a person is saved does not mean that they are in a good state mentally. Okay? And and we may be in a good spot mentally right now, but it doesn't mean that we will be in a good state mentally tomorrow. Things can happen very quickly. In life, health issues can can be can turn things. Family trauma can change things. There are so many things that can take place in our life that could put us in a spot that we are not doing well mentally. But we've we've got to grow. We've got to know where we're at. Not only just spiritually, but also mentally. If I am if I am not in a good place mentally, how am I going to be able to be the child of God that I need to be? How am I going to be the husband? How am I going to be the, the, the father? How am I going to be uh, the, the parent, the, uh, the friend? How can, I, how can I be who I need to be uh, in life if, if I am in a bad place mentally? So, uh, so with that, uh, we've got to make room for growth in our life. Uh, that learning, the growing, how are we doing? Ignoring issues and problems will not solve them. It doesn't solve them. And so, so burying our head in the sand won't make anything better. I've tried, it doesn't work. Uh, and so, uh, so with that though, uh, we, we, we need to make sure that we're making room for growth. But I've But if I am going to have the ability to be able to be the person that God wants me to be, then I've got to make room for spiritual growth. Uh, And with that then, there's also that ability then uh, to to look at uh, our our well-being, mental well-being, but not just our mental well-being, also our physical well-being. Physical well-being. Our physical well-being has an impact on our mental well-being. And our spiritual well-being. And when one is out of sync, it impacts all of them. Just like when we are completely stressed out, it is going to impact not only your spiritual well-being, it'll also impact uh, your health. And so, uh, so it all ties together. Uh, but our, our physical well-being, First uh, Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, For bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. And so, uh, so we find here uh, that godliness is profitable unto all things, he says, bodily exercise profiteth little. It doesn't say it doesn't profit at all. 
there's profit. And, you know, we, we look at our world around us and, and people have taken, taken the exercise and almost made a God out of it. And you can go too far. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that, that we shouldn't take care of our body. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. So, so with that, bodily exercise, uh, taking care of our body, exercise. Uh, I'm going to say it, diet. Say, pastor, why are you saying this? Because I need this. <laughs> All right? No, diet. What we eat. We, we have, it impacts our life. If we don't take care of our body, how are we going to be able to serve the Lord? And so, uh, so taking care of uh, our, our body, uh, Proverbs 23, 1, when thou sittest to eat with a ruler, consider diligently what is set before thee and put a knife to thy throat if thou be a man given to appetite. Now, the Lord isn't telling us to, be, to commit suicide. He is just showing us the importance of, uh, of having restraint and, and, uh, uh, and not, uh, not just uh, being a glutton. And there's a, there are verses in the scripture about being a glutton. And we, we've, we've got to be careful on that. And just because somebody is skinny does not mean that they're not a glutton. You can, you can be, you can have no restraints in your, in your appetites, even though it doesn't impact you and, and you might still be skinny. There, believe it or not, there was a day that I could eat whatever I wanted and it didn't matter. Now, it changed about 30, 35 right in there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, with that, though, I could eat whatever I wanted to eat, as much as I wanted to eat, and I couldn't gain a pound. Now, those days are gone. And so now I can just look at food and gain weight. Uh, but uh, uh, with that, though, uh, we've got to take care of our body. And, and so uh, here, uh, just that well-being, uh, making room for growth, spiritual growth, uh, mental uh, growth, uh, being able to learn how to deal with the stresses and the trials that we face in life, our mental well-being, our physical well-being. Uh, but thirdly, then, uh, making room to invest in others. Making room to invest in others. When we go back to, uh, to Paul, the Apostle Paul, and you look at his life, he was always investing in somebody. He was always investing in somebody. First uh, Timothy 1, 2, the Bible says, Unto Timothy, my own son in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Jesus Christ our Lord. And so uh, it was Timothy, and you look through the scriptures, uh, Titus, uh, chapter 1, verse 4, to Titus, mine own son, after the common faith. Uh, and you look at him, uh, Titus, and you look at, uh, at uh, uh, Timothy, and you look at uh, so many, Silas, uh, and they're just person after person, Aquila and Priscilla, and all these individuals, you go to Romans chapter 16, and there's just a whole list of people that he has invested in. Uh, and what, what do we find is, is Paul was somebody that would not only serve the Lord, but he would take people with him when he served the Lord. And in doing so, 
What was happening? He was investing in other people. He was helping other people. He was mentoring, coaching, investing, teaching, training. Uh, and, and so uh, what, what we see from that is as we serve the Lord, we should bring people with us. Bring somebody along with us. Help Help somebody else to continue to grow in their faith. Uh, going back to Luke chapter 2, the shepherds uh, said in verse number 15, and it came to pass that as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying, which was told unto them concerning this child. Uh, they, they ended up hearing something, but then they went together. Let us go and see this thing. Uh, they, wanted to, they, they didn't just go individually. Uh, they went collectively. They took somebody with them. Uh, and you know, uh, in our life, we might think, well, this is just insignificant. That doesn't matter. Uh, but can you imagine if, a couple of the shepherds went and they left somebody out and they got to go see the Lord and somebody else didn't. What would that have made that other person feel like? You saw this great thing and then you didn't tell me? That would have, that would have, they would have, that would have been terrible. You know, we, we have blessings. God has been good to us. And with that, we have opportunities then to help uh, other people uh, to grow and to learn. And somebody had to teach us and somebody had to train us. So, uh, so let's look for ways uh, to invest in others. But we've got to make room for that. It's got to be on purpose. That discipleship, that teaching, that training, that mentoring, uh, it takes, uh, it, it will have to be on purpose. And so uh, these things, these are just some things that we can make room for in our life. As I'm thinking about 2022, uh, or 2022, 2024, uh, and the, the new year coming, uh, it, is, it is exciting to think about all that could be in the, this new year. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't want to just do same-o, same-o. I don't want to just slide through another year. I, I want to see God do something. I want to see God do something in my life. I want to see, something God, see God do something in my family. I want to see God do something in our church. And, and with that, that's going to necessitate change. But we can resist change or we can make room for change. And I'm not, cha- I'm not talking about changing belief systems. I'm talking about making change so, so we can do more for the Lord. So we can accomplish more. Uh, and, and with that, there might be things that we've, we've got to change and maybe we'll, we stop doing some things. And we start doing something new. But with that, what do we find? Is that that we've got to make room for change so God can work in our life. Because he, he he is not going to just let us stay in a comfortable position. 
Not if he's going to be involved. And so, you know, the Bible says that the just shall live by faith. He says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. Uh, what is that faith? That faith is that belief, but there's also that doubt. Uh, this is what I believe God can. Uh, I don't know if God will, uh, but, but you have both of them, the, the faith, the doubt, you mix, mix it together, but you step out on the belief. And you know what that is? That's, that's requiring us to do something and change. So, so with that, let's make room for change in our life. Father, thank you for your goodness. I pray that you'd bless uh, each one here tonight. And uh, Lord, I don't know the needs of each person, but you do. And I do pray that the Spirit of God would just work in our hearts and in our minds. Uh, help us, Lord, to be prepared for uh, what you want to do in our life. Help us to make room uh, for you working. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Who'd say, Pastor, Lord, he put his finger on something in my life and uh, an area that I need to make some room for, uh, some change and being willing to allow God to work uh, in my life. You say, Pastor, that's me. Nobody's looking around. Just, just slip your hand up. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. My hand's up. Uh, and praise the Lord for this. Father, we do thank you for working. I pray that you would help us, uh, not just to get the, the information into our mind, but Lord, to, to have a, a life that truly is uh, submitted to your leading and your will. And so help us to follow, and uh, we pray that we would be uh, willing to make changes as you lead us, please. Uh, so help us, help us as we go into this new year. Uh, help us to be uh, the vessel you'd want us to be, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you. You have yourself a wonderful evening, and we'll see you on Sunday.